Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old, they are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> with the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret! Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Attercop. And I have nothing of interest to say at all. <laughs> I would like to report that my baseboards are clean. Oh, yes. Last week I was having a, I was having a bit of a problem with my baseboards. You know what, everybody? Clean this week. We I had, can attest. I saw them. They were came clean. over. They looked. Yes. They, I checked. They examined my baseboards. I checked. I used, I used the glove. No, I didn't. <laughs> they took out the white glove from their grandmother. Their grandmother's bespoke white glove. glove. That was used for dusting purposes. No. Also, I would like... I was, th- I was thinking about that a little more about my grandmother and her cleaning things. And I have to say, my grandmother had a housekeeper. My yeah. grandmother never cleaned her house, ever. <laughs> she could afford to be judgy she, about how yes. a lot of people kept their house. It dawned on me. She was a, she was a stay-at-home mother. With a housekeeper. With a housekeeper. Yes. And, yeah. then, and only yes. two children. And yes. then proceeded to judge everyone else's house yeah. living conditions. That yeah. sounds about white. Yeah, <laughs> very, very much so. And she was also potentially a spy. Yes, yeah. I'm still, um, that's, I, that is my headcanon now I, about your, your family and I refuse to accept any That's other fine. I feel like, I feel like that very much could be true. That both my grandparents, my grandparents on my mother's side were, you know, were spies. Also, they weren't great at peopling. So, <laughs> you know, that also tracks a whole lot of stuff. So. You're like, I'm starting to see some patterns here. Yeah, thank you. Oh, those patterns are fun when you see them in your own family. You're like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, There, that tracks. Yeah. You only have one job? I I do only have one job. And you don't work 50 hours a week? No. Like, wow, that doesn't seem right. How is that possible? That doesn't seem right. You could have another job. We were, yeah, we were actually talking earlier about, about neurodivergent job prospects versus <laughs> neurotypical job prospects and the fact that maybe the reason why neither of us are good at working in offices is be. uh, because... I mean, this is all anecdotal evidence. Yes. Keep that in mind. And obviously neither of us is our, our psychologists, but yeah. I have done my my time in the trenches of the of an office and it does not... It does, yeah. it does bad things to my brain. Yes. It does very bad things to my brain. And so that's one of the reasons I no longer work in an office. Yes. And I did, and I did attempt uh, to work in an office a f- couple of years ago uh, when, while the cafe was, was kind of uh, recouping from, from being moved for a third time to a new location because of other people 
shenanigans. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I tried, and I did not last very long. No. Because it drove me insane. I... I... And had a, a suspicion it. that yeah, you would I, not last long, and I believe I warned you. You once, did. You did. But, you did warn me. I, yeah, but that's it. Like but I also can, didn't have any. Well, I didn't I have any experience. I didn't have any experience. That could of just doing have it. been a me thing. You might have shown in an office yes. environment that I would. Have I had off. liked being in a li- I liked working in a library, and I had liked working in the slide library. That's uh, but it's not really an office. No, it's that's a, a library. <laughs> it's a different animal. That's a library. I, I, I equated it as similar because I was still sitting at a desk for yeah. eight hours a day, and it was like, oh, well, no, I sat at the li- in the library, the library. desk at, for eight hours a day, and that was fine. No, but you did library things yes. that involve learning new things and yes. cataloging. Cataloging and, and, and talking to patrons. And, and putting things in little categories yes. where they belong so that they're neat and orderly yes. and easy to find. Yeah. Office is there was, doing, it's doing the same job every time. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and a lot of sitting around uh, waiting for responses to emails. Lots of emails. It was the waiting. It was the waiting that killed me more than anything to else. To be fair, that's my least favorite part of doing hair is waiting for things to process it's oh, real yeah. hard but you got to yeah. you have to give the things the amount of time that they need but yeah. i'm always watching the clock like oh five more minutes oh five yeah. more minutes yeah. until i can rinse that out oh boy yeah but at least in that particular instance there it's a slight active it's a passively active thing where you're well, like yeah. like you have done a thing it and now needs, i am waiting and for now you're waiting and right. you know and you know that it's going to end in 45 minutes right whereas I send email. I would send emails, and then I would sit and wait. And you know, it could be days. It could be days before I get a response. Eons before it, you forever. get a response. Just yes. try, like try. Like, and, and, and I no just kept wanting to anyone to, who works in an yes, office. If, you if can, you're neurotypical or neurodivergent and can work in an office, it's like, like no, good, there's no shame. Good for you. No shame. Like that is. I'm je- I'm slightly jealous of that because yeah. I cannot do it. It's a lot more stable than how we live. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All our friends are working in the service industry. Uh, yes. Yeah. So many. So a lot of our friends do work in the service. <laughs> Some do. of them have office jobs, but yes. a lot of them work in yeah. the service industry. <laughs> Rupert has an office job, but he also works from home. And, and codes. And codes. <laughs> Yeah. I'm thinking about our friends that yes. have office jobs, and there's a lot of... Like, he likes you know, numbers, you know. There's a lot of math. There's a lot of things to hyperfix it on, yes. we'll say. Yeah. Uh, again, no shade. No shade. Said with love. <laughs> oh, so, no, it's, somebody's got to be remote. Oh, no, offices. it's also one of those things of, like, since... Since the pandemic times, and still uh. kind of in the pandemic times, I'm... I am not one of... I'm not the only person that has that has investigated mm. their brains yeah. and figuring out why do I, why do I do the things that I do? Yeah. And, and a uh, lot of people sp- are, have spent a lot of time in their heads this, yeah. these past few years and have and discovered I've, new things about themselves. Yes. And have uh, come out of the pandemic probably a little weirder. A lot weirder in our case. Yes. Yeah. Then, then when they went in, uh, but, isn't but that that's not a, though? but that's not a bad thing. That no. is a good thing because isn't that lovely? Because it Still... means that you understand that you are that you are constantly striving to understand yourself better. Yourself, and the world. Yes. The, how better you, yourself. Your, your your place in it. Yeah. I think that's nice. Like it does yeah. make you feel sometimes like a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, how did it take me this long? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, I think that's lovely that yes. even even when people tell you like, you know, there's that 
popular conception that you don't listen to new music after yeah. a certain point, that you don't seek out new things after a certain point. Yes. You just kind of get in your little rut and you stay there. But you, you don't have to. Yeah. You can always expand your horizons, expand your knowledge yes. base. Learn new learn things. Learn a new thing. Yes. I would, discover I, a new thing about yourself. I have yourself. Re- regularly been told that I would become uh, more conservative as I, grow, <laughs> as I get older. <laughs> and I laugh. Yeah. We yeah. all heard that lie. Because, uh, maybe no. If, <laughs> maybe if we had inherited a different world, that yes. would have been true. Also, maybe if I had a... a uh, Maybe if I was neurotypical and I worked an office job and had a certain set salary and with pay increases and all that other stuff, like maybe that would be the work, like maybe that's what it is. Like suddenly you have something to lose. Mm. You become more conservative because, right. because you have gained you have invested more in the financially, quo. you are... You are improve. Your life is improving, and you then become more conservative. However, I have actually gotten poorer as I've gone gotten older because <laughs> yeah, I spend. Well, now started off poor. Yes, haven't, yes. haven't advanced much beyond that. Yes, yeah, but it's also the fact that I spend what money I have to make sure that other people are taken care of. Well, I and I don't know that that's and again this is this might be confirmation right. bias. This just might yes. be the people we know. Yes, so. <laughs> Knows. Yeah, and the people that we enjoy, whose company we enjoy, but like I find even the people, especially um, not so much Gen X. Gen, we're we're a we're a crapshoot. We'll either be yes. super liberal or we'll be super conservative. Yeah. We don't seem to do like I, I've met a lot of like that, but that also might be a mindset. That also Gen Xers might be a neurodivergent, neurotypical thing. Well, too, no, so. I don't, I don't, no, I'm sure there's some neurodivergent, like you know, red pilled. Yeah people oh yeah probably but you know like maybe it is I, I don't see that as much even with the people who have more traditional jobs with more traditional paths yeah. and home lives and everything else uh i don't see them as because they don't have the same kind of stability like yeah. the generation before that right. had uh and so i don't see them buying into as much of the like like the i'm just talking about the like the millennials yeah. i know and, yes. but again could be a self-selecting group. Yes, yes. It could be totally just the a group, self- Just like, the group we know. Yeah, yes. let's not forget white women were the ones that voted Trump into power, so... Yes. Not any of the ones we knew, but that doesn't mean yes. they didn't do it. Yeah. Mm, yes. Still haven't forgiven me. I still haven't forgiven us for that. Yes. I'm yeah, still no, cold to grudge on... What, what were we thinking? Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Not thinking. I don't well, know. Well, no, this because... I won't get into it. This yes. is why we had to cancel ladies who rant. Because we got, it got too, too mad. Sad. Yeah, too, <laughs> too mad. Too mad and too sad. Sad. And nobody wants to hear my dumbass yell about <laughs> politics. That's why I call my mother. So yes. I can yell about politics with my mom. My mom hasn't gotten more concerned. My mom's a boomer. She hasn't gotten more conservative. Yeah, no, I, there, I, there are actually plenty of customers that come in that are... are are in that generation that that come here, but I think also that's probably environmental because a lot, a whole bunch of hippies moved to Pittsburgh. That's true. In the in the seventies, and yes. they just, they haven't left, and they they ha- have some some of them. Some of them. Some of I've them. I've met some real shit. Yes. <laughs> some of them have still continued on with the values that they that they had as as young people, and then some of them have turned awful. But mm. I think that's just I think it's a crapshoot. Yeah, yep. But and you know, 
it's not like we understand how to make things good or better, so no, no. listen to us. No, I have <laughs> We no. have opinions on it, but that doesn't mean I, they're right. That's why I just focus on myself and yeah. on the, on this small little <laughs> world around me because I can't, I, uh. as, as much as I might uh, say, you know, if I was in charge, oh, I could fix be. things and dif- different. No, no, because there's all sorts of nuances and things that I don't understand. I and, I'm, and I am, and one and of the, del- I don't want that. I don't want that job. No. And le- uh, listeners, one of the delightful things about getting older uh, is understanding what a dumbass you are. Yes. That you don't actually <laughs> understand, like, a good chunk of how things work. That's true. And you can just release yourself of responsibility of, not, of needing to know how things work. Yes. You know? It's, yeah. <laughs> It's like, true. We try to do our, our little thing in our little corner and make this this little area as, as nice as we can because that's really the only thing we have influence over. Uh, yeah, the only thing I have control over. And the only thing we can influence. And, and, and then you do what you can in the rest of the world. I do still send my angry emails to my senators. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, I still do that, yes. And get... The campaign same. responses. In, and I'm like, you clearly... I have now been dubbed uh, Mr... Davenport and oh, hey. Airman Davenport. Airman Davenport. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Oh, it, uh, you were looking for a good gender-neutral yes. way to to Maybe. address Airman. That's just gonna. Come. Airman Davenport. Let's guess. I, I mean, like I, that. I guess there Air might be Captain. another Emmett Davenport that was in the was military in the that yelled at him, that yelled at one of our senators at some point. But that's I keep getting that, and I despite get, the fact that I keep. No, changing the title repeatedly over and over again. I think that if is, the government keeps sending you mail that, that says, says Airman, Airman Davenport, that you get to you get, you to, get to adopt use that, that title. Okay, yeah, cool. You're, you are you can you can you can uh, steampunk it up a little bit yes. so that no one accuses you of stolen valor. Right. You can be like Airship Captain Davenport, oh, Air, oh, yes. Captain Airman Davenport. Yes, please, Captain please, if you Airman please. Davenport. Uh, or could I just be Captain Davenport from now on? Captain, Captain Davenport. Davenport. I mean, Lee likes to call me boss all the time, despite the fact that I've never actually been their boss. No, they never worked for you. <laughs> I think they worked the door at yes. the bed once. Yeah. <laughs> a couple times, but other than that, like, I, yes. that, I've never actively employed them on a on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And, and like they boss. always refer to me as boss, and I it like makes boss. me look, crack up laughing every time I hear it. Uh but I, but that's not really a title that I'm like, hello, I'm Boss, Boss Davenport, because then you sound like a villain in a bad <laughs> It's like Daredevil's going to come fight you. Yeah. <laughs> or the Dukes of Hazard or something. <laughs> yeah, Dukes of Hazard, definitely. <laughs> then I'd have to get a white suit, you know. You know. And a bulldog. Maybe... Maybe Boss Hog was the good guy all along. Okay. They did have they did have that Confederate flag on the top of their no. car. Ooh. Maybe Boss no, no no he was still terrible. He was still terrible, but it <laughs> is an interesting spin on him. But no, no, he's still terrible. Based Boss Hog. <laughs> I'm gonna put that up on my Ao. Like, look for that soon. Coming to my Ao3. Somebody's gonna follow my Ao3 one day, thinking I'm actually gonna write any, any of, of this. this yeah. <laughs> Going to be disappointed because there's nothing there. I did. I did register my name, yes. so I do have it. So if that if you ever see something pop up from Lady Addercup, it is me. Oh, that's <laughs> fair. Oh. If if yes. you ever see, chances are, if you ever see another Lady Addercup, a Lady Addercup in the wild, it's me. I mean, probably statistically. 
It's like when people would come into the bar and go, I know you. And I'd be very afraid. (laughs) I almost hit somebody one time in a parking lot. Back when I was listeners, back in the old days, I used to do a webcomic. That's actually how I met, uh, ingratiated myself to Emmett. It's true. Through my artisanal drawings. It's true. I uh, liked them. They, they were funny. Yes. It's, it's still up there so, up yeah. there somewhere. You can find it. Uh, but I had a, a fan one time approached me in the parking lot of a grocery store in Florida. It was a Publix for everyone who's from Florida thinking, was it a Publix? It was a Publix. And I had someone approach me and yell my, my Lady Addercop. And I was like, and I apparently spun around in and was holding a bottle of wine in a way that I could have used it as, as a, a weapon. weapon instinctively. I don't know. Yeah. Like, she Because she rushed me. Oh, so you, yeah. Yeah, so don't do that. You don't know what kind of trauma you're going to, response you're going to trigger. And with me, you're going to trigger a trauma response and it could, it could get dicey. But I uh, go either way, really. did yes. not even realize I had threatened this yes. poor child with a, Bottle. She was just so excited. She was. She was just really excited. Yeah. She recognized me yeah. from something. Yeah. I must have put a picture of myself somewhere. And oh, she yeah, you had. Rushing up. You did autobiographical comics. I did, yeah. So. But I don't, I, well, you know, that's a cartoony person. Yeah, but, but I did, still. I did have, it. like, yeah, I had yes. a Flickr account yeah. and all that other yeah. shit. Back in the early days of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she recognized me, rushed me. I lifted a bottle of wine threateningly until she explained. Yeah. Oh, no. Love your comic, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, and then that was awkward. Yes, because I always felt the need to apologize. Me too. <laughs> I do that whenever anyone oh, comes. Yes, we the both do that. Yes. They're like, oh, I listened to your show, and we're like, I'm sorry, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. People will come to the cafe, and there is a chance that I am there sometimes when people come in, and sometimes, and they sometimes people will go. Oh, are you Emma Davenport of the Clockwork Cabaret? And I will go, yes. And a very questioning side eye at them. And then they're like, oh, we Reaching love you. down below to grab a bottle of wine. We love your show. And it's like, oh, oh cool. Sorry. We listen to it sorry. all the time. And I'm like, my always my we always say that because we've that done this to apologize. we've done that at conventions yes. when someone I realizes want. who we are and they go oh my god I listen to your show we're like we're sorry yes. <laughs> it's like yes, no just, no we should own it but we can't no it's too awkward it's an awkward it was awkward but she was yes. very sweet and yeah. I hope that she learned not to rush people that she doesn't yes. know in IRL probably a good lesson to learn this is this is this is your lesson younger listeners um it's it's fine to it's fine to approach people if you like their work. It actually we're saying, oh my god, it's so awkward. Yeah. but we do well, like no, we, we like it. It makes it. us feel good. It we're, does make us. Feel we're good. glad that people enjoy right. the ridiculous stuff we do. We're just awkward people, yes. and we don't know how to handle compliments. Yes. and that's an us problem, yes. not a you problem. Yes. but yeah, don't feel a be, don't be afraid to to contact the people who create things that you like don't be afraid to approach them in public most people will actually be put pretty flattered um just don't rush them on their blind side (laughs) especially if they're carrying something that could be used as a weapon yeah you don't want to get hit with a wine bottle it was full it would have hurt it would have hurt and with that let's play some music
but still she'll save the day. She wants to be your James Bond.
legendary Tigerman with Gone. Before that, we had Icky Pop with James Bond. And starting off our set was Nouvelle Vogue with Human Fly. I see why you might choose it I'd rather have a madman wasp Cause he plays all the music Choose the madman wasp He plays all the music Oh, you can do anything and lay on my blues with you. 
Morphine with Honey White. Before that we had Seb Martell with Blue Suede Shoes and starting off our set was Minta and the Brook Trout with Falcon.
take Calling love A bond that doesn't break Boys against everyone Don't be no lady Got iron on their hips Dust on their lips Holsters and studs Leather gloves Let the record show Poncho and Lefty were in love Lavender Country set with Lane and the Laders, Bandits of Love. Before that, we had Lonesome Wyatt and Rachel Brooke with Only the Booze. And starting off our set was the one and the only Orville Peck with Nothing Fades Like the Light. Oh, when it comes to kissing, I just gotta keep insisting on the baby. You sure do swing. You're the best. 
girl When it comes to knowing which way the wind is blowing Oh, baby, you sure are wise And when it comes to knowing which way the wind is blowing Oh, daddy, mm-hmm. you take the prize Baby, you're a genius when it comes to cooking up some chili sauce
had Squirrel Nut Zippers with It Ain't You. Before that, we had Pokey Little Farge with Fuck Me Up. And starting off our set was the Brian Setzer Orchestra with You're the Boss. week's episode is brought to you by Archibald H. Gearbottom, Robot Attorney. Long have the imperfectly fleshy masses of law doctors, biased by glandular emotional fits, dominated the field of legal discourse. Let the cold logic of steel and the exquisite clockwork engineering of its rhetorical gearbox make objections stay objectionable, pick jurors with laser-guided accuracy, and file motions at speeds of well over 80 miles per hour. Nary a judge will remain unconvinced when its bowler flaps back with a jet of steam, it rears up behind the defense to its court-approved height of 12 feet and interjects, Permission to treat the witness as hostile, deploying cross-examination probe in five, four, three, Archibald H. Gearbottom, robot attorney, court hastily adjourned.
and brewed according to terrifying laboratory specifications. Leon Tangibosch's Everybutter can be used in any instance where one thing can be vastly approved by smearing it with something else. Employ it as a bread topping, industrial lubricant, suntan lotion, or baby formula. Use it to cheat at baseball, cheat on your taxes, cheat on your spouse, cheat death, or subsequently hasten it. Leon Tangibosch's Everybutter. It's apparently helpful. And as always, the clockwork cabaret flitters down from the heavens in mass to clog the streets and driveways of Mad Wasp Radio. Get a shovel.
was the motion of the youth I was proud to cry the silent When after getting checked for fleecing by the gates of embassies I was sculpted to be overworked and silent But since the early age I broke out that cage And learned how they can march and draw from fish can And I knew I'll run away And so without further delay I said two tears in a pocket, motherfucker And it seems like a letter ran Through the garbage and quicksand And after getting checked for fleecing by the gates of embassies I never, never, never wanna be young again Another burnout garden Every week on every day Lives a life one certain way And that way is they do nothing but a birthright But since the early age I broke out of a cage And learned how to make marsh and drop a fish can And I knew I'd run away And so without further delay I said two tears in a bucket by the bucket And it seems like I ran and ran Through the garbage and quicksand And after getting checked for freezing barricades of embassies I never, never, never Wanna be young again again never want to be young again. Same. Same. <laughs> Before that, we had Devochka with Charlotte Minnacht, the fabulous destiny of, and starting off our set was Beirut with St. Apollon Ap Apollonia. Blow your nose, baby, and just get your finger. 
And if one day I should become a singer with a Spanish bum who sings for women of great virtue, I'd sing to them with a guitar I borrowed from a coffee bar. Well, what you don't know doesn't hurt you. My name would be Antonio, and all my bridges I would burn. And when I gave them some, they'd know I'd expect something in return. I'd have to get drunk every night and talk about virility with some old grandmama who might be decked out like a Christmas tree. And though pink elephants I'd see, though I'd be drunk as I could be, still I would sing my song to me about the time they called me Shaggy. If I could be for only an hour, if I could be for an hour every day, if I could be for just one little hour, a cute, cute, in a stupid-ass way. And if I joined the social world, became procurer of young girls, then I would have my own bordellos. My record would be number one, and I'd sell records by the ton, all sung by many other fellows. My name would then be Handsome Jack, and I'd sell boats of opium, whiskey that came from Twickenham, off any queers and phony virgins. If I had banks on every finger, finger in every country, and all the countries ruled by me, I'd still know where I'd want to be. Locked up inside my opium den, surrounded by some Chinamen, I'd sing the song that I sang then about the time they called me Shaggy. If I could be for only an hour, if I could be for an hour every day, if I could be for just one little hour, Cute, cute, in a stupid-ass way. Now tell me, wouldn't it be nice that if one day in paradise I'd sing for all the ladies up there? And they would sing along with me. We'd be so happy there to be, cause down below is really nowhere. And if my name were Juniper, then I would know where I was going, and then I would become all-knowing. My beard's so very long and if I became deaf, dumb, and blind Because I pitied all mankind And broke my heart to make things right I'd know that every single night When my angelic work was through The angels and the devil too Would sing my childhood song to me About the time they called me Shaggy If I could be for only an hour If I could be for an hour every day If I could be for just one little hour a cute, cute, in a stupid-ass way. That's Scott Walker and Wally Stott with Jackie. Before that, we had Duke Special with Ballad of a Broken Man. And starting off our set was the Divine Colin Comedy with The Pop Singer's Fear of the Pollen Count.
Sebastian with Legal Man. Before that, we had the avalanches with Tonight May Have to Last Me All My Life. And starting off our set was the last Shadow Puppets with Calm Like You.
internet radio like this doesn't come easy but it does come cheap and you can help pay for it simply head over to madwaspradio.com and click on their donate button to help keep shows like ours on the british airwaves or if you like this clockwork of cabarets this crazy thing we do you can donate to us directly by going to agmeltstudios.com and donating one of multiple ways in fact we'll even take unmarked bills slipped discreetly under the nearest lavatory door.
Perfume Genius with Queen. Before that, we had Pulp with I'm a Man. And starting off our set was Christy McCole with A New England. Hey. Hi. 
Extraordinary Gentleman with Goodbye 1870s. Before that, we had St. Vincent with Digital Wellness, and starting off our set was The Acid with Fame. Digital Wellness is a different thing. That's an MLM, and actually, you can get it on the ground floor. Uh, it's not a pyramid scheme, it's just pyramid-shaped. But you see, the pyramids were the greatest accomplishment of the ancient world. So really, if you think about it... Well, it's also their conductors. Their conductors, conductors for spiritual energy. energy. Yes, and that is why. And that is why. Also, you know, it's just a coincidence that the people on the bottom don't make as much as the people on the top. Well, no, no, that's actually... Uh, that's a common misconception, Emmett. You see, oh. the people on the bottom can make as as much as the people on top if they just hustle and also buy my 45 book set cassette on tape <laughs> you, no no on tape, tape. oh yeah you so have it has to, to be on find, tape you got to find a boombox yes uh, <laughs> also provided i i am at Davenport have a deluxe retro vintage uh boombox with cassette tape what a coincidence what's a and it's a deal for you for forty nine ninety five. It's a deal. You know what? I'm so inspired by your deal. I'm gonna throw in my own Ooh. deal that you can get my forty five set 
book set tape thing yes. <laughs> uh, for only, oh gosh, five EVZZ installments of $59.99. It's a <gasps> steal no matter how you look at it. Oh, it is. Oh, Man, so and good. that is how you get off the bottom of the pyramid to the top of the pyramid where you can be like, raw. You know what? Oh, you know, your deal is so good. <laughs> my I deal need, is so good. Your deal is so good that I need to add a little extra oomph to my deal. Uh-huh. And so when you purchase my boom box, the vintage boom, the box. Vintage boom box with you cassette get- tape for $49.95, you also get a oh. crystal that <gasps> will help to align oh. all of your chakras so that you will get to the highest potential you possible. The yes, that, that crystal necklace is worth a good $15. And it's theirs for free? It's for free. You just have to pay shipping and handling. Yes, it's great. Wow. Okay. <laughs> did not, I did not anticipate this year of our Lord, 2023, uh, that we the Clockwork Cafe would move into this. To an MLM scheme, you know? But, you know, I figure that's the, the hey, I, hey. Yes. Also, We've been I, doing some I thinking. Should, I also should recommend, should let our listeners know that this is not real and that, uh, no, you will not get any of those things. <laughs> I think they're smart enough to know we were joking. I just need to make sure that you all are aware because... But the brain uh, pills I'm selling are absolutely real. And if you want those for free, you just have to buy my survival buckets. Oh. Yeah, it's for when, you know, uh, when things go I don't know well. if you know this, but the world is on fire around us. Yes. And at some point, the economy will collapse. And if you haven't already put your money into gold, it might be too late. But it's not too late for you to buy my survival bucket. <laughs> I, uh, it's uh, it's five pounds of monkey chow. Oh, I was going to Beef jerky. <laughs> and uh, some powdered milk. All the nutrients are covered, and oh. that will stay shelf-stable for, oof, Forever. at least a decade. Forever. Also, weirdly, I've discovered that if you use the survival bucket, uh, you will find anything else to eat rather than having to consume <laughs> from that. So, you know, it's great. That's right. You, it teaches you resourcefulness. And when you're done with the five pounds of monkey chow... You do have a bucket at the end. You could use that to brew beer in the apocalypse. Or, or anything else. <laughs> yeah, you know. a, a bucket, put it on your head. Wear it as a hat. Hey, do you know how you make alcohol, friends? Water, yeast, and sugar. <laughs> there you go. You've got a bucket and five pounds of monkey chow. You could make some interesting <laughs> concoctions. Ugh. I bet you could brew beer from monkey chow. I don't know if you'd <laughs> want to, but I'll bet you could. There's got to be some wild yeast, yeast in that, right? Sure. Sure. That sounds horrible. The and, the no. library Ducky and Mr. Ducky and I used to frequent in in Florida uh, had a problem with um, un- un- unhoused people brewing beer oh. in the parking garage, oh. and I was always incredibly impressed with their ingenuity. I'm like, wait, they're brewing beer in the parking garage. It's like, oh yeah, they hide it. With a series of levers and pulleys. And I'm like, you should just let them have this. Like, look, if I could brew beer in a parking garage with a series of levers and pulleys, you, you could, I, mean, I could not be stopped. I, mean, somebody, I am the most valuable person in the apocalypse. Someone, someone read something about Archimedes and, would, and just went on and just went, hey, you know what we need. We need to do use this for our beer operation. They were hiding it in the like in the upper parts eaves, of yeah. the yeah eaves of the, the parking was garage because pro- that the heat could, probably helped it. But yeah. yeah, 
ferment, I should say. Yes. Uh, yeah, but they probably I was made always... it activate faster. Yeah, and then they would hide it in the library for their friends. <laughs> oh well, so that was the problem that they that well, really yeah the that was really was, the problem. Yeah, the problem was more of stop bringing it into the library. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out anybody. But uh, yes. but the, the I I heard this from the librarians and they weren't real keen on busting anyone. They yeah. were like, we don't care. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, you've got enough problems. You yes. don't need us busting your your secret brewing operation yeah. in the library and we were just impressed like i swear like damn i damn. mean honestly it is i mean that's pretty impressive it isn't it's very impressive the, the fact that you had a series of levers and pulleys there system. was a whole system of hiding yes yeah right whereas i would have just had it in a bucket and put it behind something i don't something. know that it, given a bucket and a bag of yeast and water and sugar that i could make beer i mean i could figure out that part mm. But hiding it would be the problem. <laughs> would would be more of like, for for one, I would want to show everyone yeah, that I knew. Doing. Look what I'm doing, and that's where I would go horribly wrong because of uh, my need for validation and, and attention <laughs> well, would be that's, that's would maybe, be what kills me. <laughs> that's what we do in twenty. That's another thing we're gonna do moving into twenty twenty three. Learn to make illegal hooch. Well, there you go. And with that, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercop. And they are Emmett Davenport. And it's not work we do. It's love. This is Mad Wasp Radio, home of the hits.